the Commons, a podcast featuring researchers, innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and community builders who are improving the human condition in your own backyard and around the globe. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Welcome to the Commons. I'm Tom Osha, again coming to you live from the International Conference of the Association of University Research Parks, AURP, 2021 in Salt Lake City. My guest this morning is Keith Marmer. He is the Chief Innovation and Economic Engagement Officer for the University of Utah. Keith, welcome to the Commons. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. Uh, it's great to have you here, and, and thank you so much for, for hosting, for the university being the host. It only took a couple of extra years to get there, right? We have plenty of time for advanced planning, but we're super excited to have everybody here in the city. It's, it's great to see everybody in person. Yeah, I think given the number of people that are at the conference and even ones that kind of showed up to register on site, everybody has really wanted to be together. And I think this is one of the first large gatherings for innovation districts and economic development to take place in probably 18 months, right? I think that's right. I know the conversations I've been having with folks over the last couple of days, everybody's um, acknowledged that we are social beings and they're excited to be together again. Well, good, good. I, I'm excited to be here. So tell me a little bit about the Pivot Center. I know this is a new initiative that you guys have put together. Looks exceptionally interesting and could be a great model for a number of institutions. So why don't you take me through the Pivot? Sure. So Pivot Center, um, actually by name, probably a good place to start, is an acronym. Uh, Pivot stands for Partners for Innovation, Ventures, Outreach, and Technology. It's something that we came up with a couple of years ago and, and began operating in earnest about one year ago. And the premise effectively is taking the, the core principles that universities are involved in for technology commercialization, corporate engagement, and economic development, and operating them fully integrated under one roof, as opposed to either as three separate offices or three offices that, that just do well communicating together. Because at the end of the day, all of these functions are fully interrelated. And as an academic institution, we're highly distributed. This is one way we felt we could make things easier for our stakeholders, both internally at the university and externally with uh, again, industry partners, our, our state and federal governments, our city government, all of our partners. And so happy to walk you through the details of that, but that's the, that's the essence of the plan. So, so, so the university is really you know, a, a complex tier one research intensive university. It's probably very difficult to, to navigate for outsiders. And so this sounds like you've created a front door, if you will, through which those who want to engage the university from a business standpoint have an easy path in. Yeah, I'm always a little nervous calling it a front door because there's always somebody we're going to let down that they couldn't find it. But <laughs> um, at the end of the day, yes, we wanted to make it easier. In fact, we spent about a year doing a lot of uh, analysis, self-study as part of the APLU's um, Innovation and Economic Prosperity designation. And, and it wasn't necessarily the core driver, but it was a core driver of us landing where we did with the creation of Pivot Center. But one of the things we heard basically on a universal level from all stakeholders was 
it's hard to navigate. It's hard to know where do we go? Who do we talk to? You're working on this, but you say you're not in charge of this. So how does that work? And that's, that's complicated because especially in industry or in government, there are much clearer lines of delineation. And I think it really isn't because we weren't sure what to do or we didn't know what we were doing. I think it was just the, the rapid evolution of universities playing such a major role in economic development and engaging with industry partners on a more, a, a more scaled level. And so this is in large part informed and, and responsive to that. Let's talk about that evolution a little bit because it really has been pronounced over at least the last decade or so. And and I know you've long time been with, with universities. Talk about, about the, the posture today of a university, its desire to be more of an active participant than kind of a, a passive one as they may have been in the past as it relates to technology transfer, commercialization, and economic development. The great place to start on on that conversation is just with our new president. We have uh, a new president as of two months ago, Taylor Randall, and he said to me shortly after coming into the, the new position, I want to go big on Utah's innovation economy. That's a bold statement for a university to president to make, one that not very many presidents would have made a decade ago and still today. Um, while I think you see more presidents willing to, to embrace economic development, uh, especially as a public university, um, it, it's not necessarily considered the norm. So I, I think um, very leading, very visionary uh, statement perspective for a university president. But when you, when you look at this, I think you go back maybe close to 20 years and, and you say, okay, tech transfer, what was that? Well, it was highly transactional and it was quite literally the process of licensing an invention that was created at a university to an industry partner. And as you saw macroeconomic impact start to reduce R&D in large corporate structures, you saw universities then leaning on the startup. And with venture capital becoming more available, and that's been up and down, but generally speaking, the access to early stage venture capital has really grown and proliferated over the last 15 years. You saw universities taking a very active role in the creation of startups. And in the early going uh, with that activity, I think the focus was, let's just create more startups and there was a focus on quantity of startups. And if we started more, that was better. And what I think we've learned in the last decade plus is most startups are going to fail no matter what you do. But fundamentally, because these technologies are in areas of life sciences or deep tech and take so long um, to either evolve the technology or go through the regulatory process or both, the level of support required for these companies is significant. And so there are lots of uh, vehicles that have cropped up over the last decade plus to try and support them. But many of them are now coming from universities because there's a recognition that we have a vested interest on two levels in seeing startups succeed. There's the economic piece, which a lot of universities get accused of focusing on. But the truth of the matter is that's not really uh, a, a, an economic driver for most universities, it's a very, very tiny percentage, small, low single digits that return any money 
to a university. The, the reality is it's fundamentally incorporated into the university mission to impact society. And when you've got a life-saving drug or, or a society-altering battery technology, we want to do everything possible to get those technologies to market. And that's the driver. So it really is bringing forward into the 21st century the historic land-grant institution's mission, right? Absolutely. I think that it's somewhat come full circle. And the, the concept of the ivory tower is faltering in, in, in many places around the country, if not the world. And I think what you're starting to see are faculty who um, are embracing that mission, but there's also the practical realities of where we are as research institutions, where the federal government funding hasn't exactly kept pace with the rate of innovation that as, as a country we should be um, actively pursuing. And so private sector has stepped in, you're seeing more funding, you're seeing faculty members embracing that, maybe because they need to fund their lab, maybe because they want to be innovative. Probably it's a combination of the two. Interesting. So you talked about starting businesses. So tell me a little bit about the, this therapeutic accelerator hub that you have. Sure. So um, again, like lots of technologies that get developed at a university, it's a struggle to help get them out of the university and, and get them out in a way where their probability of success is, is great. And for a therapeutic, you know, the average time from discovery to uh, product on the market is roughly 12 years with an investment of $1.6 billion. And depending on whose data you rely on, only about one in five to 10,000 drugs will actually make it. And so with that in mind, recognizing that there are all these struggles, even within the university before a drug would get into the hands of a startup or into the hands of a major drug developer, we said, how do we do more to accelerate that process, but also ensure the probability that a good idea gets, gets out? And so rather than create um, large laboratory infrastructure, which we already have, we created a small group led by an individual named Dave Beers, who's a serial entrepreneur, but also a former academic. He, 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 he's, lived, he's lived a life on both sides, if you will. And he brings fantastic ability to engage with researchers very early on, sort of upstream, I like to say, of, of even um, the, the discovery, and help researchers understand that the research they do, absolutely fascinating and, and could be of interest, but sometimes not necessarily going to lead you down a commercial path, or vice versa, depending on, on what he finds. So it's, it's an accelerator in some respects in that we can invest money into these labs to um, do research and bring it down a commercial path. But I think it's, it's not just about the money. And we encourage our, our faculty to really engage with the expertise and allow the money to follow. Where, where do the students plug into this environment? So the students at the university have some incredible resources. Um, the, the, the central entrepreneurial resource at University of Utah is the Lassonde Institute. 
and it's led by a gentleman uh, named Troy D'Ambrosio. And Troy started 20 years ago with a small gift from a, an alum by the name of Pierre Lassonde and has grown this out now to not only have a wealth of entrepreneurial programs where he's got over 500 student teams every year, but there's now actually a Lasanne studio. It's a whole building where you can work, live, play as a student. I heard it was a, one of the very first of those living, learning communities. Absolutely. And uh, for folks who may be listening, if you've not seen or heard of it, check it out online, get in touch with us. It's, it's definitely a fantastic, uh, worthwhile visit to our campus. And it's, a, it's an environment where students can literally be enmeshed around other entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial opportunities, um, resources, mentors. And, and so that has, has really grown over the last 20 years now. And, and I won't say culminating, but one of the latest advances coming out of the U that I'm pretty excited about that, that Troy and uh, the co-directors of the program, uh, Taft Price is, is one of them who's uh, helping lead out is, actually a master's degree, and it's called a master's in business creation. So rather than an MBA, which I've spent the time getting, and I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't get an MBA, um, you can get a master's in business creation where as a team, you can come in, two, three individuals, with uh, an idea for a business. And you can graduate with a master's degree and a business. So it's in effect an immersive experience where rather than doing case study work, you're actually working on your own business and you come out the other side with the objective of hitting a particular um, value inflection point, whether it's sales or what have you. And, and uh, they just entered their second year of the program. Very exciting to see things coming out. In fact, um, last week we hosted the Silicon Slopes conference here in Utah big tech uh, conference and Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, was there. And prior to him speaking, he got to meet with a student team in the MBC program. And rumor has it that uh, s some attention was had by, by Mr. Cook. So we're, we're excited to see what comes out of this program. He might program. be coming back to get his MBC. <laughs> that would be cool. So, so, so kind of using Apple as an, as an example, what do big companies, right, think of Pivot Center and a Lassonde, and is it helping draw them to Salt Lake City and, and the university in particular? I think so. I, uh, the word is out on Utah. Folks want to be here. They want to know how do they engage. On the corporate side, when you think about students, Lassonde, and frankly, across campus, um, your, your ability to recruit talent is incredibly strong because of this sort of understanding that we are not only providing an excellent education to students, whether it's as entrepreneurs, scientists, what have you, but it's also a, a matter of helping them understand that the actual engagement with with. Uh, with companies and that ability to have that experience while they're a student creates pathways to career opportunities. So we're spending um, more and more time trying to help companies engage from a workforce development standpoint. And then on the commercialization side or the partnership side, we're, we're not just looking again as, as a transactional matter. We're really trying to help understand what problems are companies trying to solve and where do we have the capacity to help them solve it? 
Outstanding. Well, what's been the biggest surprise of the creation of Pivot Center? Uh, I'd say the biggest surprise is um, the complexities in integrating these things operationally is no small feat. I think because um, there's this natural tendency to want to sort of focus in one area without seeing the broad picture, um, we've spent an exceptional amount of time trying to do as much education as we can on why when you engage an industry partner should you have that single point of contact, that front door, so that you can use those as opportunities to build relationships. I think fundamentally, sometimes it's easy to go down the rabbit hole and say, my job is the contract, my job is the patent, my job is the, the student job creation, right? Rather than say, what's the relationship that we can develop? And then from that relationship, all of these things can flow more centrally. Oh, outstanding. So you guys are really on to something, particularly when you talk about the complexities. I think it is that complexity that's scared of a number of other institutions away from going as deep as, as you've had to, to go. So you're to be congratulated for, for doing that. So as we're kind of wrapping up our, our time here and the sessions are about to get, get started again, I, I will ask you just a personal question. Tell me something that uh, might surprise our listeners and the conference attendees that they might not know about you. A lot of folks don't know that I actually was a practicing physical therapist in a former life. I, I went to school and, uh, became a licensed physical therapist. I did uh, sports rehab with a lot of uh, college and professional athletes in the Philadelphia area for a couple of years right out of graduate school before starting my first business. And uh, it's training that served me well. I've been uh, out of that practice for quite a long time. So most people don't really know what those initials on my business (laughs) card may actually stand for. Well, that's fascinating. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thanks for sharing really what the University of Utah is doing at the Pivot Center at Lausanne in all of its outstanding entrepreneurial programs. It's been terrific, Keith, to have you here. This is Keith Marmer. He is the Chief Innovation and Economic Engagement Officer, the University of Utah, our host for the AURP 2021 convention. This has been The Commons. I'm Tom Osher, your host. The Commons is a production of Wexford Science and Technology, LLC. Views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guest. To view additional material about today's episode, submit questions or story ideas, or learn more about Wexford Science and Technology, please visit www.wexfordscitech.com forward slash the commons. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Thanks for listening.